If you've been looking for a comprehensive Bible school curriculum that explores redemptive realities in Jesus Christ grounded in the Word of God, look no further. The goal of this podcast is to spread the life-transforming Word of God throughout the world for the equipping of the saints to do the work of the ministry and to build up the body of Christ in what Jesus has accomplished for us through His death, burial, resurrection, and seating at the right hand of God the Father. There's such an untapped potential for Christians to enter into their glorious inheritance in Jesus Christ. Together we will discover what Jesus has done for us by providing such a great salvation and how to appropriate the promises of God in our lives. Jesus said in John chapter 8 verse 31, If you hold to my teaching, you are really my disciples, and then you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. Each podcast season will cover one of the books that I have compiled over the years. You can find a complete listing of my Christian education material on my website at www.wordinspire.com. You're welcome to download these ebooks for free in PDF format for your own personal or ministry use. So let's explore these biblical truths and principles together that will absolutely transform our lives. God bless. Welcome to the Gospel series, The Parables of Jesus, The Growing Seed, found in Mark chapter 4, verse 26 to 29. The theme is about the process and stages that the growing seed goes through unto harvest. The context, Jesus having just taught on the parable of the sower, further illustrates how the kingdom of God operates. Mark chapter 4, verse 26. He also said, This is what the kingdom of God is like. A man scatters seed on the ground. Night and day, whether he sleeps or gets up, the seed sprouts and grows, though he does not know how. All by itself, the soil produces grain, first the stalk, then the head, then the full kernel in the head. As soon as the grain is ripe, he puts the sickle to it because the harvest has come. A person scatters seed on the ground. It is really important to note that Jesus starts out by saying, This is what the kingdom of God is like. In other words, God's kingdom operates this way, or this is how we are going to receive seed time and harvest. These natural principles are patterned after the spiritual realm. The implication is we need to study and apply these principles and spiritual laws if we expect to receive. Whether we like it or not, this is what the kingdom of God is like. It is what it is. I can see why folks look for spiritual gifts, no real work involved to receive. But thank God for gifts like that but they are generally not given very often. God wants us to receive all of our needs through simple faith in his word. Yes, it takes some effort to exercise the laws of seed time and harvest, but it works every time, all the time, and it's the best for us. I'm sure you've heard the old adage, give a man a fish and feed him for a day, but teach him how to fish and feed him for a lifetime. There is no harvest without first planting seed, and we reap what we sow. It is important to note that seed takes on many forms. 
their words and actions. God's word is incorruptible seed, so it is the highest form of seed, according to 1 Peter 1.23. Our behavior, actions, and deeds also act like seeds that are sown, how we treat others, which is the ground in our life and the lives of others that are affected by the seed being sown. Galatians 6.7 Do not be deceived. God cannot be mocked. A man reaps what he sows. The one who sows to please his sinful nature, from that nature will reap destruction. The one who sows to please the Spirit, from the Spirit will reap eternal life. So the seeds can be words we speak, the time we sow in serving others, acts of kindness, giving finances to the local church as well as to others. We see this in 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 6, chapter 9, verse 11, and 2 Corinthians 9, 10. In Hebrews 6, 10, it states, God is not unjust. He will not forget your work and the love you have shown him as you have helped his people and continue to help them. Seed also refers to the life and nature of God in us through the new birth. 1 John 3, 9. Seed can even refer to people, offspring, or descendants, as seen in Genesis 13.16 and Galatians 3.16. The point being, we are responsible for the type of seed we sow in our lives, whether good or bad. Not only are we sowing seed in our own lives, but also in other people, which is a great responsibility. When we speak life, blessing, and success over our kids, what will we reap? Well, according to the Bible, we will reap what we sow. So we need to be strategic deliberate, and consistent in our seed sowing. Have a plan in mind. Night and day, the seed grows. Notice what Jesus says next. Night and day, whether he sleeps or gets up, the seed sprouts and grows. Isaiah 55.10 As the rain and the snow come down from heaven, and do not return to it without watering the earth and making it bud and flourish, so that it yields seed for the sower and bread for the eater, So is my word that goes out from my mouth. It will not return to me empty, but will accomplish what I please and achieve the purpose for which I sent it. I love this scripture. Let the seed do the work. It's like an investment. The return comes in time. Now, did you notice? Once we sow the seed, the rest is automatic as long as we don't dig up our own seed. This is the rest of God as mentioned in Hebrews chapter 4 verse 1 and 3. This is what Jesus meant by his yoke being easy and burden being light. Matthew 11.30 Jesus did all the hard work in purchasing our glorious redemption. We just need to mix our faith with it in order to receive. Praise God the word is working mightily in us, releasing life, changing and producing fruit. John chapter 15 verse 1-17 through 17. In 1 Thessalonians 2.13 it states, And we also thank God continually. Because when you received the word of God, which you heard from us, you accepted it not as the word of men, but as it actually is, the word of God, which is at work in you who believe. Notice that Jesus went on to say concerning the parable, that the man does not know how the seed grows. Thankfully, the Lord made so many things in this life that don't require our intimate understanding of the intricacies of how things work as a prerequisite to receiving and enjoying them. I may not know how a brown cow can eat green grass and produce white milk, but I can enjoy the fruit of it in all kinds of wonderful dairy products. Amen. Look at our anatomy. So much of our bodily functions just work without us thinking about it. For example, I don't know how digestion breaks down my food and disseminates it throughout my body, but I'll know when it doesn't work and need to believe for healing in the Bible. We are basically responsible for a proper diet, exercise, and sleep, 
our bodies do the rest. When we consider the miracle of reproduction and all that goes on in the development of offspring, whether for humans or the animal world, when it comes to having kids, what's involved? The seed gets planted. That's the fun part. The mother needs to watch diet and environment, but God then takes over and knits the baby in his or her mother's womb. Psalms 139 verse 13. When the time for delivery comes, the harvest is reaped when the baby is born. So we do the sowing and the reaping, and God makes things grow. So there are three parts, sowing, growing, and reaping. God does the growing, but we do the sowing and the reaping. 1 Corinthians 3, 6. I planted the seed, Apollos watered it, but God made it grow. So neither he who plants nor he who waters is anything, but only God who makes things grow. So all we are responsible for is knowing and working the principles of sowing and reaping, and God makes the seed grow. But we are also responsible for the reaping part, and that's where most Christians miss it. They don't realize that reaping is no more automatic than sowing. We're responsible for those two parts. 1 Corinthians 15.37 When you sow, you do not sow the body that will be, but just a seed, perhaps of wheat or something else. But God gives it a body as he has determined, and each kind of seed he gives his own body. So God is so good. He spares us the complicated aspects of creation and teaches us how to work with and cooperate with the principles of his word to receive whatever we need. Second Peter chapter 1 verse 1 through 4. God's precious promises, which are seed to be sown to create the reality of God's will in our lives. Next, Jesus said, all by itself, the soil produces grain, first the stalk, then the head, then the full kernel in the head. First, the soil produces the grain. Speaking of the human spirit is illustrated by the four types of soil in the parable of the sower. The kingdom of God is within us, according to Jesus in Luke chapter 17, verse 20 and 21. From our recreated human spirit, the seed of the word of God grows and matures. Clearly, there is a process, stages, and levels in seed development. During these stages of growth, the harvest is far from certain. Even though the seed is incorruptible, the soil is not. We are the variable in this equation. God and his word never changes, but we do. Malachi 3.6, Mark chapter 13 verse 31, and Hebrews 13.8. We have to cultivate our human spirit, our heart, and keep it free from choking weeds, according to Mark chapter 4 verse 18 and 19. We must keep our hearts free from bitterness and unforgiveness, Hebrews 12.15 and Mark 11.25. We must avoid sin and walk in love towards others, Romans 13.10, James chapter 4 verse 1 through 5, and 1 Peter 3.7. Hebrews chapter 6, 11. We want each of you to show the same diligence to the very end in order to make your hope sure. We do not want you to become lazy, but to imitate those who through faith and patience inherit what has been promised. So yes, God makes the seed grow, but we have to do our part and guard our heart, according to Proverbs 4, verse 20 to 27. Finally, the harvest has come. The climax of this whole process of the growing seed comes with reaping the harvest in verse 29. As soon as the grain is ripe, he puts the sickle to it because the harvest has come. Wow, there are some definite principles to getting to this point of reaping what we have sown. Any seasoned farmer will tell you that it takes some skill, knowledge, and favorable conditions to get a harvest, even more so when we speak of a bumper crop of a hundredfold return. 
The good news is that as Christians, we are partakers of a new covenant, better promises. 2 Corinthians 1.20, Ephesians 1.3, and Hebrews 8 verse 6. Through faith and patience, the correct application of the word, and the blessing of God, we can expect a great harvest of blessing to be a blessing to others. Acts 20.35. In Genesis 26.12, we see that Isaac planted crops in that land, and the same year reaped a hundredfold, because the Lord blessed him. The man became rich, and his wealth continued to grow until he became very wealthy. He had so many flocks and herds and servants that the Philistines envied him. And this was during the time of famine that he reaped a hundredfold. So don't be misled that economic conditions have to be favorable in order to be blessed. John chapter 12 verse 23. Jesus said the hour has come for the Son of Man to be glorified. I tell you the truth, unless a kernel of wheat falls to the ground and dies, it remains only a single seed. But if it dies, it produces many seeds. Now we prepare the ground of our heart and sow the seed of God's word by confessing it out of our mouth. Remember the sowing is in the saying. Next we irrigate it through praise and thanksgiving and living right. Don't forget to pull out the weeds of doubt, worry, and unbelief and fear. We must protect it from the devil who would like to kill, steal, and destroy it. Finally, when the harvest has come, we do the reaping, believing and receiving of it, and trusting the Holy Spirit to lead us into the field of opportunity. We have to take possession of the harvest, walk through those doors of opportunity he provides us. John chapter 4 verse 35 Jesus said, Do not say, Four months more, and then the harvest. I tell you, open your eyes and look at the fields. They are ripe for harvest. Even now the reaper draws his wages. Even now he harvests the crop for eternal life, so that the sower and the reaper may be glad together. Thus the saying, one sows and another reaps, is true. The parable of the growing seed, like the parable of the sower, are of major significance to our understanding of how the kingdom of God operates in our lives and the world today. 2 Timothy 2.6 The hard-working farmer should be the first to receive a share of the crops. Reflect on what I am saying, for the Lord will give you insight into all this. God bless. I highly encourage you to continue listening to the Word of Life Study Series podcast and encourage your friends to tune in as well. The scriptures encourage us in Acts chapter 17 verse 11 to receive the message with great eagerness and to examine the scriptures every day in order to confirm the truth that you're hearing. God's word is our final authority for all matters that pertain to life and godliness. I'd like to close this episode by praying over you according to Ephesians chapter 1 verse 17. I keep asking that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the glorious Father, may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation so that you may know him better. I pray also that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened in order that you may know the hope to which he has called you, the riches of his glorious inheritance in the saints, and his incomparable great power for us who believe. That power is like the working of his mighty strength which he exerted in Christ when God raised him from the dead and seated him at his own right hand in the heavenly realms. Far above all rule, authority, power, and dominion, and every title that can be given, not only in this present age, but also in the one to come. And in chapter 2, verse 6, And God raised us up with Christ and seated us with him in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Be blessed and see you soon.